You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions, and thank you for joining me today. Dear children, is the title of this devotion. You know, I have the privilege to have four children with Virginia. Joshua, our firstborn son, Joshua Johannes Mosbach, Zachary Jordan Mosbach, our second son, I love him, Omar, and then Gabriella, Nicole Mosbach, she's in heaven, and then Mariah, uh, Mariah Christian Mosbach, she is married with Jamie. How, Gail? How I love all of our kids. And then we have our grandkids. Uh, Eli is the first one, and, uh, and his brother Huxley. And then that's from Zachary and Sean. And then we have Joshua and Sarah's children, is uh, Addison, Eva, Gigi, and Gabriel. And then Mariah is, is having a baby in April. We're so excited, 2024. So God is good to us. She is having a baby girl. Children, it's one of the most delightful things and can sometimes be a bit challenging too. But what a delight. And to think, dear friends, that you and I were predestined to adoption by Christ Jesus as sons, it says in Ephesians chapter 1. You were predestined to adoption by Christ Jesus. I mean, I personally am adopted. I'm not by natural nature a Israelite. I am not. But then the Apostle Paul says, all of that which was of such high value to me, now I've considered a combined loss for the more excellent knowledge of knowing Christ in whom I have obtained adoption by which I've been given sonship in new birth in Christ. Or it pleased God. To God be the glory and the praise who has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of the dead. That is what he's speaking about the Israelite as well as the Gentile. The Israelite were dead because of sin, all of sin but made a life that is perfectly embodied in in Abraham and Sarah, that Sarah's womb was dead, and Abraham, a man as good as dead from him, were born as many as the stars of heaven. We know that Abraham from Sarah only had one son that God called his only son. Okay, he had a son by Hagar, Ishmael, and he had six sons by Keturah after Sarah had died. But, But God only looks at Isaac as the only true heir of Abraham through whom God fulfilled his promise that through his seed he would give many to become sons of God. And all these promises are so incredibly rich that it says in Galatians 3 verse 8 that God preached the gospel to Abraham when he said to him in Genesis 12, in your seed and in Genesis 22, all the nations, people, all the different tribal people of the earth shall be blessed. And today, 
You have born-again Christians in all the different tribal nations throughout the earth. It is absolutely phenomenal if you think about the size of the family. And then it says in Revelation 7 that from every tongue, tribe, and nation, they were standing before the throne dressed in white robes singing, Worthy is God Almighty who is on the throne and Jesus Christ the Lamb. And there were as many that could not be counted, it says there. Multitudes that could not be counted. What a great inheritance the Heavenly Father makes us a part of in Christ Jesus. Now listen, dear friends. It says here in Ephesians 5 verse 1, Be imitators of God as dear children. You see, we're not just beginning to become more like our Heavenly Father because of some Christian emphasis. No, it's the very spirit by which we are made alive that we become children. It's the very spirit of adoption that the scripture talks about here in Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8 verse 14 says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. One translation, the truth translation says, those who are children of God love to be led by His Spirit. I really love that. For you did not receive a spirit of bondage again to fear. You didn't receive some kind of spirit that you're afraid. God's going to be upset with you when you don't do everything right that His law says. No. But you have received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry, Abba, Father. Abba means the word Papa. Papa, Father. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children. The Spirit is what causes us to have that we are children. It's the spirit of adoption. It's the spirit of sonship within us. John chapter 1 verse 12, and you most of you know this scripture, where he says, but as many as receive him, Jesus Christ, to them he gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God, who are born of God. See, we're born again of the very nature of our Papa. We, as Christ came forth from the Father, so we through Jesus Christ come forth from the Father. We ourselves are born into His kingdom by His Spirit. By one Spirit, the Scripture says, we are baptized into one body, one family. Oh, dear friends, to think about what it means to be a child of God and what I think is so powerful in this thinking is what it says here in Galatians chapter 3. Listen to this. And I, I really impress this upon your heart to listen to this next point. Galatians 3, 26 through 28. But you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you 
as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. You see, in the natural nature, there is a distinct value in the difference between that which is born a man and that which is born a woman. The value is to express the attributes of the divine nature in the uniqueness of your makeup. What has been given for a woman to express, a man cannot express in the same way. What's given to a man to express, a woman cannot express. So it is in the joining that the expression finds its fullness. It is in the man becoming one with the woman that a child is born. And that is God showing his divinity in that as he reveals himself through his son, so we are born unto him. We become part of his family. It is the perfection of God's nature in the oneness. That's why one of the greatest commandments in all of Scripture, according to Scripture as well as according to Christ, is, Hear ye, O Israel, the Lord your God is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, with all your strength, and all that is within you. That is the greatest commandment in Scripture that you find in Deuteronomy chapter 6, starting at verse 4. And here you are, Israel, the Lord God is one. You see, when we live in that oneness as his children, the distinctions disappear. Thereby, the differences become our strength. It's in the oneness that the differences become our strength. And this is why Jesus interceded in John chapter 17. Starting at verse 22, Oh, Father, Father, he's praying, make them one as we are one, that even as you are in me and I in them and them in me, so that the world may know that you've sent me and have loved them as you've loved me. Jesus was praying, Father, make them one. Let me just read it to you. Listen. He says that they all, verse 21, may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. The glory which you gave me, I, what glory? The glory being one. I have given them that they may be one just as we are one. I in them, you in me, that they may be made perfect in one and that the world may know that you sent me and have loved them as you've loved me and so forth. It is oh, so powerful. I love it. Meditate on John 17 through John 26. 17 verse 21 through 26. You see, in the oneness, my friends, all the differences no longer contend but harmonize. 
and begin to serve each other and begin to empower each other, enable. In other words, our differences become our strength as long as we are one. And some people, they say, yeah, no, this is my talent, my gift. And they insist on their talent and their gift above the oneness. But then you create often more division and that causes the, the work to weaken. It is in the unity of the spirit, the unity of the faith, that we have the greatest power in our differences. And I so believe in this, my friends, that the Father will grant us to walk in that harmony. Oh, I think about our own congregation here in Life Church. We have people here from all the different nations in the earth. It's really amazing how that's happened. I, I cannot tell you how it's happened. It's the Lord who's done it. We have people here from all kinds of African nations, Zimbabwe, Ghana, uh, Nigeria, all um, oh, many different African nations. Sorry if I didn't mention your particular African nation. All these different, na different nations. And then we have people here from Italy, from Spain, from Portugal, from uh, Germany, from uh, Holland, from uh, France, uh, from the Ukraine, from Russia, from America, from uh, Colombia, from uh, that South America, from uh, Africa, uh, all over the place, South Africa. All these different nations are all here in one congregation from all over Britain, from all over this area, in one congregation. And the unity, the oneness is grown so strong that nobody can see the difference. Everybody loves each other, receives each other, honors each other, blesses each other. Folks, that is the kingdom of heaven manifesting itself on earth. It is the wonder of becoming a Christian, being a child of God from every tribe, tongue, and nation, being born again into a new heavenly eternal life. So listen in closing. What manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called His children. Therefore, the world doesn't know us because it didn't know Him. Beloved, now we are children of God and has not yet been revealed what we shall be, but we know that when He, Jesus Christ, is revealed, we shall be like Him for we shall see Him as He is. So two things. The world doesn't know us because it doesn't know Him. When you begin to experience the life of the Father and His Son in you, you begin to recognize it in others and you understand what it means to be a Christian. It is to have Christ in you. And yes, we all need to keep being transformed into His likeness by His Spirit. But one thing we do, we do not regard anyone after the flesh who is in Christ because we know in Christ we're all new creation. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Number two, he says here, it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. You look at Christians, you can see the life of the Son of God in them, the life of the Spirit in them, and yet they're still so human. So it's not yet been fully made manifest what we shall be. But this we know. When we see Jesus, we will be like Him.
Let these thoughts encourage you to think about yourself as a child of God. Amen? And to receive others as his children. Have a good day.